We are back, and uh, we're ready to dole out some trigotry, and what that means is we're about to show you how spicy of a show this really is, and I'm not talking about uh, food or anything like that. I'm talking about how awesome it is that me and Abram have two podcasts going, just him and I, okay? If you can ever get up to that level, I'd like to see you try, really, come on. Show me what you got. Congratulations on having to listen to double the amount of content. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, first off, I want to say something, okay? Look, it doesn't take a scientist to know that I, as a human being, am going to say what I would like to say. Even, even if it's hurtful, I'm sorry. I apologize. I hope you understand. I'm not here to impress anybody anymore. I'm done. I'm too old and too cranky to be paying attention to all of your little trick-or-treat stories and nonsense. And you know who I'm talking to. You know who I'm talking to. Aren't you like 15 years old? Yeah, 12. (laughs) 12 years old. Taking a sip of Twisted Tea. Yeah, hey, you know, when you wake up at 3-something in the morning and you're still awake at, what time is it right now, 4.30? Yeah, you get a little tired. A little bit. Mm. But I will say this. If I have offended anybody during these podcasts or otherwise, I apologize. It is not my intention to uh, ruin friendships, to ruin thinking, to do anything that is uh, going to set anybody off. But if I have done that, please accept my apologies. Uh, I'm trying really hard to do the best that I can in this pandemic. So... Uh, if you know who you are, then I hope that you can accept the fact that, <clears throat> you know, I I care about you, and uh, I care about this family, and I care about this podcast, even enough to say it out in public. But anyway, how are you, Sir Garnet? <laughs> what are you doing? You got the little Cosby jacket on. You're about to do some dancing with Theo Huxtable. What's cracking? How are you? What's up? I've been here for five minutes. <laughs> what are you talking about? Look at you. you. I mean, you look like you're straight out of the 80s or something like I that. I look like the Fresh Prince. No, you do not. <laughs> I look like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Hair. The Fresh Prince of Bennington. You just dox me. Going to Sir, uh, what is it, uh, San Gennaro's for a burrito or two? San Gennaro. <laughs> I can never remember the name of that little trick-or-treat burrito shop. Go to San Gennaro's, get a burrito and a Modelo Light. What is it now? What is it called now? Or oh, they moved recently, right? So, so we've got cilantro's. Cilantro's. Ah, I knew that. That was a- Yeah, and then we've got one called the Avocado Pit. It's not in Manchester. That one's not. No. Cilantro's is in Manchester, though. Yeah, the one I'm speaking of is right down the road from you. Yeah, they changed. that. They changed ownership, so now that's the avocado pit. What a waste of time. <laughs> avocado pit. That's disgusting. Like, that's... If you want to go there and have white people make you a burrito, go ahead. Yeah, really. 
and then get an IPA to try it, to make yourself cultured. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, you know what's scary? Their regular filtered water tastes like IPA, so that's not good. Is that the place where I got a box of water? Yep. I think I saved that and used it as my water container at UPS for like a week and a half straight. <laughs> Because I was trying to be cool. I was like, hey, check this out. I'm full of hippie. You went full crunchy hippie at the UPS. Oh, yeah. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. I love the environment. You know they're making us wear masks now at UPS, even though we haven't worn them since the pandemic started. That's like, they're like, oh, we're concerned now, even though it's half over. It's like... You may have the virus, but we still want you to wear a mask. Yeah. I'm like, it's impeding my ability to breathe. And so here's the other thing. So the union ended up stepping in on this situation. Check this out. The union stepped in, and they said uh, they they have to wear it, but if they need to breathe, they can pull it down once in a while. What? <laughs> Either that or you could use a face shield. The stupidity that comes in this company. It's unbelievable. No one knows. No one knows the answer. So let me guess. Every single person is wearing it like here. I mean, they're like... I wear the face shield because I honestly cannot breathe. That's a cool look. No, it sucks. (laughs) It hits my glasses. I smack myself on the truck with the face shield every single time. And like, I try to put a package up on like a top shelf. I hit the shield. I'm like, oh... Okay, this is great. Yeah, I love this thing. So annoying. But uh, what's up with you there, Chachi? How's the new album uh, Heat coming? I mean, you dropped dropped this album when? A couple weeks ago? 30th. 30th. The 30th. Of October. Okay. And how's the feedback so far? Uh, It's been nothing but kind. Really? Which I appreciate. Um... I don't know if it's just because the people who already liked my music are the ones listening to it and telling me, but from what I've heard uh, from people who have taken the opportunity to talk to me about it, they've enjoyed it. Um, well, here's the deal. I didn't care I for it. <laughs> Take that little half of a uh, party planning committee off of the internet. I know. <laughs> no. Oh, it's fantastic, yeah. bro. It's fantastic. It's you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I think that's honestly the best way to describe it. It's, I sort of decided when yeah. I was making it to... Um, I was like, you know what? I I think my goal over time in trying to make music this whole time has been to try and get people to relate to what I'm saying. And it would be a whole lot easier to do that if I stopped using metaphors. <laughs> so I'm just going to start talking. Me? <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Me? Now, all of a sudden, <clears throat> shockingly, everyone understands what I'm talking about now. Yeah. But, yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. I'm I mean, glad. I mean, uh, it, I expected nothing less other than the fact that you said you are going to take a break. But, I mean, COVID hits and everyone comes out screaming. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, yeah. a, just, just a fact. Which, I mean, I should say, break or not, like, I said that, I don't... Like the beginning of the year, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So for I don't know, for however long, ten months now, I've come up with like 
20 to 30 minutes worth of music total so it's a whole lot less than I've been able to make in the past but uh, I think it's all I think it's I think I made more and got rid of it so I stripped down a whole lot I tried to make it just what I liked the most yeah yeah so I gotcha I mean that's yeah. that's the most important thing to write stuff that you're related to yeah, yeah. I want to. I wanted to really make something that I enjoyed for one. So I tried to make it something that I would be interested in going to hear. And I, uh, I also just sort of decided like, I set challenges for myself for it too. Like four of the songs are a minute long, and I decided like, I'm gonna put as the minimum amount of information as I can in the minimum amount of time. I'm just gonna be as concise as I can get. Right. Just speak my mind about a certain point and get through it and be done. So I tried to limit myself to a minute on most of the songs. Hmm. And uh, it worked out that I could just tell short, short little stories and stuff that just sort of got right to the point. It's kind of like what I'm doing with my doc right now. I'm like trying to, <clears throat> I'm trying to limit everything that I say so I can fit everything in because there's so many pieces to this project. And it's going to be really interesting to see how it's interpreted by everybody else when it finally does pop off. Because yeah. I uh, I have a lot to say. A lot. Uh -oh. And, uh... Going to come out and start running for president or something? Yeah, okay. No thanks. <clears throat> In that shirt? Get a couple votes, probably. I don't know if you could tell. Is that the Takashi Murakami collection or something? Oh my god, if I ever even hear that name on this show again, <laughs> I will shut this podcast down. <laughs> that guy, he's not even a guy, girl, whatever he thinks that he is, unhuman, I don't know. I don't know. He's a Japanese guy. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Are you he's serious? He's a Japanese artist, yeah. But he thinks he can say the N-word. <laughs> what are you saying to me right now? Who are you talking about? Uh, Takashi Six Nine. That's. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying right now? <laughs> Back up, rewind. What were you saying? Takashi Six Nine is a rapper. Yes, barely. Takeshi Murakami is a Japanese artist who made the the artwork for Kanye West's album Kid See Ghosts and like did a bunch of other stuff. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't you said you said it I thought you said Takashi, not tech not whatever you said. I might have said Takashi because I think it's either Takashi Murakami or Takeshi, but I'm not sure. I've heard it both ways. But I most definitely didn't say six nine. Well, you said Takashi, and I didn't. Obviously, I, I, right? I'm cultured swine like myself. I'm not going to know what you're talking about, Japanese right. artists. I don't travel much outside the U.S., dude. <laughs> although, although you know who I do like that is amazing is Jenny Aiko. She's pretty cool. She is a savage. She can sing. That woman can yes. sing. Yeah. I love it. Like and when her and Drake got on that song, uh, From Time, I think is what it's called, on um I haven't heard it. What's the album where Drake's in the clouds with his head? 
Um, I can't remember. Hang on. I'm gonna do some research. You keep talking. It's the one that had um. What's that other song? Started from the bottom of it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I forget. That was a while ago, wasn't it? Like 2013. It was a while ago. It's on the tip of my tongue. I forget it. Nothing was the same. Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah, a good, I haven't, it was I've, good album. Wow. It de 2013. Yeah, it's wow. been a while. Wow. That's like that's like way back. It's crazy to think that... I think he's coming out with another album, too. It wouldn't surprise me. That guy drops music like crazy. I was talking to somebody else about his music and uh, how they thought that he was, like, the best rapper of all time, and I was like... <laughs> but Were you born on the 4th? And like... <laughs> You're like... <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that? That if if I ever die like before anybody else, James is gonna make a little like macrame pa paper mache thing. Like it's gonna be my memorial of me just being like, "What's the deal?" <laughs> What's the deal? And <laughs> just set it on fire, just throw bottles at it, do whatever at the service. Just like yeah, yeah that'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> I mean, be pretty lethal. I think my mother would have something to say about it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh what do you think of Lady Gaga's music <laughs> I didn't say the outfits I didn't say the outfits or the what she does I just want to know just, no no it's just the the change of conversation you segue like a genius sir I'm a savage it'd be pretty lethal my mom would probably get pretty angry if there was a paper mache bust of me at my own funeral anyway what do you think of lady gaga's music <laughs> i um uh, well the reason i ask is i just watched uh star is born yeah and i cried like a little fairy and uh <laughs> pretty sad story um but i yeah, was thinking that story. Yeah, yeah. that movie has been redone like four times yeah, the first the first version of it was like back in nineteen thirty six or something. It's crazy. I'm like, yeah. and you know what? They did an amazing job, and Bradley Cooper did a good job of like casting as far as like this is where I want the story to go. And I was like, just I was blown away. You know, I never. Well, I don't watch those trick or treat movies. I don't care about that crap. <laughs> just like, yeah. Oh, oh, you should go see Lady Gaga. I don't have time for Lady Gaga. You tool wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to Lady Gaga when I'm staked out on a beach somewhere and I have one CD player left and the CD just happens to be sitting next to a crab. <laughs> and the crab's like, you should check this out. It's Gaga. Stop bothering me with Lady Gaga and your pinchers. <laughs> uh, well, did it make you? Did it make you go listen to her other music? Is that what you're asking? I, I've heard her other music and she reminds me a lot of like Amy Winehouse, like a lot of her. Um, a lot of her influence, I think, comes from there. If she had a bit more down-to-earth style of music, I would probably say I agree. But I think what I would say is, <clears throat> whether you like it or not, she is probably... I would go so far as to say, like, except for maybe Taylor Swift or Katy Perry, like, the most influential pop artist of the 2010s. Right. Right. In like late two thousands, because Born This Way and 
like all the hit songs she had around that time were huge. Yeah, don't forget about the Black Eyed Peas, son. They had their stamp on that little area That's too. True. But I feel like the Black Eyed Peas were a little earlier, weren't they? Like no, earlier too. Well, they were, but then they came out with a um, they came out with a new album right around that time. I'm gonna research it. Oh, okay. I almost typed yeah, in the really Black Keys. I don't know as much about them, really. But, well, um... Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, th those guys were very interesting. Black Eyed Peas? Yeah, because it was like... They definitely put their stamp on things as far as... Sticking to what the culture needed. I think. You know, it, it, it was a time where... Like... You know, not to get into the, our other podcast type thing, but, you know, if we ever did a dissecting of what's going on, um, it was just very interesting to see how they really moved a culture. You know, as far as, like, when, yeah. I, when I was going to the dances in middle school, okay, so there, there's, we used to go to the dances, and there was a rec center or whatever... I used to lie to my mother all the time. My mom would be like, what are you doing? I'm going to dance for the weekend. Oh, okay, see you later. I was going to the dance, guy. <laughs> Trust me. Now, I went to go play basketball, hang out with my buddies. It was just like, it was just a fun hangout thing. But it was definitely um, uh, the Black Eyed Peas that was on the most at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the beginning <clears throat> was, let's see, I don't even know if this is right. Oh, these are, the, oh, I'm looking at the tours, dummy. I'm on, Wiki, I'm on Wikipedia and I can't, <laughs> I can't navigate this. <laughs> yeah, dude, you gotta pay, you gotta pay them their dues. They came out, so the end came out in 2009 and then the beginning came out in 2010. And, oh, okay. it, and it looks like they just dropped another record this year <clears throat> called Translation, which is That's interesting. Probably going to be a little dookie shoes. <laughs> you might want to clean them out before you step. <laughs> might want to not venture near that. It's very interesting, bro. I mean... <clears throat> it it looks like it's only the guys know. Yeah, I know. Fergie's a little bit busy. Uh, she's probably still upset that her husband said see you later. It's dude that whole that whole line of thinking, especially like with celebrities. If you look at just look at the people who are together. Like I'm with this person in Hollywood, right? Just you say are? just say it's me, just for the sake of argument. Oh, okay. I'm, I marry this person in Hollywood. So say I marry Jennifer Aniston, okay? <laughs> let's, let's just say, let's just say she's half interested. She's like, you know, I see that mustache. I want to take it for a ride. I want to see what's going on here. Oh my god! Just for the sake of argument, never had gonna happen. But is the interest are they interested in the status building uh, opportunity of the marriage, or are they interested in the person? In my mind, and I don't know how you feel about this, you probably don't have any feelings about this. <laughs> I'm like, nine times out of ten, they just want to build up their status. It doesn't make any sense to me to be like, oh, oh, this person might be the one for me. No, if you look that good, you're going through people like it's trading cards. 
It's like, <laughs> like honestly, that's just what they do. It's just crazy that that's a whole nother life out there. I think, like, 90% of them probably are. There's some steady relationships. Rooney Mara and Joaquin Phoenix are still married. They've been married for a while now, I think. Yeah, well, Joaquin Phoenix is still coming down from the drug overdose. Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix is still on a different planet. Still on another planet. <laughs> yeah. An interesting human being. Amazing, amazing actor, though. He can act. Yeah. Yeah. He can. Did you ever um, see his brother's work? His brother? <clears throat> River. River, River, yeah. Uh, a small amount. I didn't see very much, but I, I know of him he, more than... I think he died in probably 93 or something like that. It, it was, was a while ago. Um, It was definitely early early 90s, but what was <clears throat> what's interesting about that family is that a lot of them were musically talented. Like They were in a cult, too. Yes, they were. Like, for a short time as children. Yeah, 90, yeah. 93 he died. Um, <clears throat> but... It's crazy to think that his last show ever was with Johnny Depp at, uh, I can't remember where it was. I'll have to do my research now. But he, he just, <clears throat> let's see here. Dark Blood film, he did, he did a film. Oh, wow. Shots of his last project, Dark Blood. Dark Blood was released in 2012. Wow. What's this? That's crazy. Huh. Yeah, he had a lot of good work, but he, he died playing the last, like, after he played his last show of his life. It was crazy. He did a lot of music, uh, a lot of music in his lifetime. It's very interesting. It's kind of unbelievable. I couldn't imagine, like, just being that successful, which go kind of goes back to my point. It's like being that successful and being unhappy with life. I think that's much more, uh, much more, whatever the word is. <laughs> Appropriate? <laughs> um, I think it's much more commonplace than people think. I think a lot of people have been quoted as saying at that high level that, like, the money and stuff that they get from this kind of thing is not what makes them happy. And all the accomplishments they get are not really what makes them happy either. Yeah, they're sort of just in that dark, disturbed world of... That's, like, kind of how I started writing Dark World. You know, really? I was... <clears throat> Excuse me. I... I just had so many things happen to me, and not, not really to give it away, because I'm going to talk about it in the documentary, too, but um, I was really in this bad place of, like, all this stuff is happening at once, and I want to write this song about it. I wanted to tackle it and be like, this is kind of the place I'm in right now. But a lot of these guys in Hollywood, they don't tackle their issues. They just deal with it with drugs or money or whatever. Yeah. And it's like probably very sad hard to, to see. It's probably pretty hard to uh, sort of get to a deeper level of relationship with anybody at that level of fame, you know? Yeah, what do you have in common? I think just a, 
But, and the fact that pretty much everybody who you meet probably wants something from you, you know? The mm-hmm. amount of genuine relationships that you have with people probably go pretty slim if you don't keep in contact with people who liked you before all of it. Yeah, virtually. Bring some of those people. I mean, there's a guy that uh, my dad works for, or not for, he uses him for, for his business. He, he lives in right here in New Hampshire. And the guy was really good friends with i think it's still really good friends with i think it's either joe perry or steven tyler they're like really tight <laughs> pretty neat <laughs> it's just like knew him in the early days they always stayed in contact i'm like that is insane that's pretty cool yeah i would love to have him on this podcast he's actually a really talented guy and he's just he, he just rolls with it you know like i went to his garage to help dad with some work projects and he's got a bunch of different cars and a lot of guitars in his office and there are a lot of really really talented interesting people out there that just lay low yeah yeah it's true do you think anybody listens to the two of us talk and cares about what we're talking about no I was ready for, like, a really cool question. I'm like, what's he going to (laughs) say? I just was like, I don't know if anybody cares. (laughs) I don't, you know what? You know what, bro? We're interested. I don't care if they listen. I just enjoy talking. And I enjoy this podcast. We genuinely would not be having a very different conversation right now if we weren't recording. Oh, please. Come on. Nonsense. Pretty much exactly the same. Custard sauce. Please, trick-or-treat nonsense information. Oh, my word. So, I I can't remember what happened the other day. Where was I? So, I was in a Zoom meeting. Okay. And a lot of times, what will happen is, through, through, you know, through no fault of my own, this is just how my ridiculous brain works, I see people, okay? And I saw a picture... Uh, one one of the uh, guys in the Zoom meeting was making a comment, and I noticed his haircut, and I noticed his physique a little bit, and I was just like, you know, he kind of looks like somebody I know. <laughs> and I kept thinking about it, thinking about it. Did you ever see Mall Cop Two? <sighs> oh gosh, I have. Yes, if that's really what you want to know. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> let me, uh, I'm just going to send you this picture in the Discord. Oh, gosh. And I want to see if I'm on point. You know, the uh, the audience isn't going to see this, obviously. But, uh, <clears throat> if you can imagine. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very interesting comparison. Oh, my God. needs the right kind of glasses. I have to show the audience. There's no way I can't. It, it, it's just so funny how like these people just resemble these celebrities or just res- ridiculous outfits. It's like it, it, it's it's just so funny to watch. Oh man, it's so funny to watch. <clears throat> 
But um, do you ever do that? Do you ever see people that remind you of like celebrities or people that are funny? I'm always thinking about what somebody looks like in comparison to someone else. Really? I never say it out loud, but I'm always just sort of like, I wonder what, like, that looks like somebody. Well, give me an example. Like, who, like, <clears throat> what does one person look like to you? Like, what what, is... Just picture one of your friends. Like, do they look like anybody famous? Do they look like anybody famous? It's always in the moment to me, though. So it's like, um, I've got one guy, do you know, do you know the guy on YouTube, Jeremy John's movie reviews? I, I think so. So this is, this is the person I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you can see this. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, so <clears throat> hilarious. <laughs> it's just like the hair, everything reminded me of it. I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> anyway, continue, continue with what you were saying, please. Well, if you look up uh, what that guy's, whatever that guy's name is, Jeremy John's movie reviews. Okay. I've got, I've got a friend of mine who. I mean, like. Oh, it's spelled with an A, by the way. Not O in John's. I've got a guy who, like... John's! Jans. Jeremy Jans. Models his entire... Like, physical aesthetic. Oh, yes! We have spoken about this before. Yeah, we have. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is he one of our friends or <laughs> Sure. Oh my word. That's hilarious. Kind oh, of uh, switching gears here. Okay. <clears throat> when it comes to success, we're getting deep. What is your personal, like, if you had to define what satisfies you, like, music-wise, you know, entertainment, like, as far as any project that you do, like, say the, say the podcast, for instance, say our Music Mondays podcast, mm -hmm. do you think it's satisfying, and do you think that other people, when they listen, if they listen, if anything, do you think that we have anything, like worthwhile saying that would make sense because i happen to believe that you know especially having like a guest on or something like that it's very informative to me when we talk about something and dissect it to death like stuff that i didn't know really pops out in the open it's nice for me to kind of connect with i think <clears throat> i think for me, I mean, I think for me, um, easy on the mic there, Ray Charles. I'll get right up in there. Um, it's always nice 
like I said, with music, I want to try and make something that people can understand and relate to, which I'm hoping I do. But it's kind of hard to do that if you don't get told that somebody's like, I appreciate that. <clears throat> and to some degree, I've debated whether or not in my head it's worth trying to do anything creatively if nobody's there to see it. Like, what's the point of spending your time that way if you don't have an audience who's going to witness what you're doing? Which, yeah. It could be argued that there's not very much point, but in my personal opinion, if you feel like even you're just enjoying yourself doing it, then it's a worthwhile thing to do. Yeah. And it's always nice to get told or to have an audience that understands what you're saying mm -hmm. but um, I don't think it's necessary and if you're going to really rate whatever you're doing in terms of success I think the best uh, graph or determining factors for that if you can ask yourself semantics whether or not you uh, I think you need to look up the definition of that one as much as you've looked up... Uh, trajectory! Yeah, that one too. Surface gravity, viscosity... <laughs> physics, really, quantum mechanics and physics is what we're talking about. Nailed it. Um, now, I think if you can... Look at what you're doing, and if you can... <clears throat> ask yourself if you're satisfied from what you've made... Um, and if you see areas where you can improve, but you're still proud of what you're doing, then you're successful at what you've tried to do. Yeah. Like, for me, I want to improve on the podcast we're making, and I want to do my own stuff as well, in that vein. Um, but I don't consider it a failure, otherwise I wouldn't have put it out, so... Yeah, right. <clears throat> that's interesting you say that, because it's yeah. like... I, I think, if I can be serious for a second, out of... A lot of the people, you know, I I think that self-worth, rather than a def, like a definitive view of success, is more important. I think you need to be yeah. okay with yourself before you take those steps to try to make, you know, the world happier, your audience, or, you know, whoever it is. And it's like, it's not like you don't want an audience, that's not the point, but you want to show them also that... <clears throat> you're going to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Even when the chips are down, even when the odds are against you, even when, even if your podcast takes a flying leap into a can of nails, it's like, you're still doing you. You're still doing you. Yeah. You know, look at, look at going on stage. It's like, it didn't, like, it didn't happen overnight. It took quite a few years for, you know, somebody like yeah. me to feel comfortable enough to just go up there and really show the audience who I was as a person. Because you, mm. you just develop that sort of comfortability. So, you know, self-worth and being okay with yourself, that journey is very important. Uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, if we're both getting serious here, I have met so many people... Why? who um really should have more self-confidence i, I think agree. 
most people's issues right now, or not most people's issues right now, but a lot of people who I've met, who I'm friends with, like, a lot of the issues they have could be solved by more, more self-confidence. And it took me, thankfully, less time than it's taken others to figure that out for myself. But it still took me a while to realize, like, not to be overly selfish or anything like that, but you really can't afford after a certain amount of time to pretend to be interested in everything or to pretend to like everything or to pretend like you have similar interests to someone else when you don't. Like, yeah. <clears throat> once you get to a certain point in your life, it gets really tiresome to try and be everything for everyone. Like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> at this point in my life, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I know whether or not I like a certain thing whether or not I'm not going to like a certain thing, and if I'm interested in spending my time doing it. And uh, there's a whole lot of people who try and do too much for other people. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be like, just be yourself, because that is hard for people to do. It was hard for me to do. Yeah. You get a lot of influence from other people to try and be other things. But if you can... That's why we were talking about on my podcast, how I was like, if you can take the time, in music at least... To go listen to something completely unique to yourself that nobody else has recommended to you, that you just are curious about, it will progress you in that area. But if you can start to just sort of accept that these are the certain things you like and these are the certain things you don't like, you'll start to be more confident in those areas and I think you'll grow. This had to be probably... Two thousand fifteen, maybe two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen. There was um, <clears throat> like, and this isn't just one time in particular, but there, there are a lot of times where this happened. But there was just one particular time. You know, I I had the hots for this girl, and it was like at every turn. I would try to change my personality to fit what she was doing, you know? And it's like, I even went to her graduation party. I walked in there. I thought I was Frederick Mercury and about to steal America's heart with my singing and my natural savagery. And it's just like, that just wasn't going to happen. It's not always up everybody's alley to impress everybody, you know? It's like, or to be impressed. It's like, you know... You're a short, fat Irish kid from the trailer park, Sam. What were you thinking? <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like, you always have that one thing in your head when you're young to be like, oh my word, if I change this about myself, she'll take me. If I change that about myself, I will be more attractive. It's just like, that line of thinking to where you have one lane, and that one lane is constantly, I need to be with this person to make me happy. No matter what. Yeah. There's no self-worth involved. But it's so interesting that even as young as I was, I still cared that much about impressing other people. You know? Especially yeah. especially in any relationship that I was in. It was like, yeah. just, you know, friendship, girls, for uh, parents. It's like, there's always that one model of like, Try to adapt to what they like about you. 
Yeah. Which you Which will end sometimes up is nothing. Hating. And yeah, then you'll hate yourself. <laughs> yeah, if you if you get rid of your interests and you try and get someone to like you because of what they like, then you're not really being yourself at that point and they don't know who you are either. I can remember <clears throat> I can remember I was taking my senior pictures. This is two thousand fourteen and this is the same girl I'm talking about. I literally was so nervous just to even be like around her. I was so feverish about like taking pictures with her and stuff like that that she wanted to do it, you know, but it's just like I remember thinking to myself, I need to speak a certain way, I need to look a certain way, I need to act a certain way in order for us to keep this friendship slash I can't stand myself <laughs> type thing. And it's just like, it just came to a head to where, you know, I wasn't the same person. And I was, I was constantly changing myself for the worst. So, I mean, you really learn lessons as far as growing up and, you know, not really knowing who you are until you know who you are, if that makes any sense, which, you know. But, you know, being as comfortable to do something like this podcast, it took a while. I'm sure it did. It took a while. Even even, yeah. even if being on stage was the, the main thing, but this is... It's very different. Compared to being on stage, this is cake. Yeah. No, I would agree. Yeah. I'm very awkward on stage still. <laughs> no, you're not. I, the thing I love about your performances is they tell a story, bro. You have a story to tell. I made a decision that was probably a bad one early on that if I ever made... Uh, if I ever did solo performances, uh, I was never going to play the same songs twice. So... And you haven't? No. Wow. And I still, I won't. If it's just me, I'm never, I'm going to try and make something new every time. That's what I would try to do. When yeah, I was doing so. Acoustic Thursdays, like every Thursday for years and years at Fritz, Fries, and Keen, yeah. I would constantly try to like make up a new song for that performance, you know, change up my line, uh, my line up yeah. or whatever it was, and it's just like... Zach Benton, who was uh, my good friend at Capadre at that time, who ran Acoustic Thursdays, was always so supportive and positive and just happy-go-lucky guy. And so he would always, like, amp me up before I got on stage, you know, and I would try to make him laugh. Mm -hmm. You know, which I did every time. And so he, like, he'd be behind the mixing board just cracking up laughing. And the next person would be getting up on stage and he's like, I, I gotta focus. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome but it was like it was a way for me to sort of make me feel good about myself before I got up on stage and had to do like an anxiety infested performance yeah but at the end of the night I knew I was getting my $10 worth of food and root beer I'll tell you that right heck now. yeah dude heck yeah yeah and there were a lot of people there that were supportive like my friends were always there Good. Always there. We would go to the movies after, you know, and the next day was Friday. We were rocking. The whole neighborhood was rocking. It was fun. Dude, nothing feels quite the same as somebody who you really, really appreciate as a friend telling you that what you're doing is worthwhile. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, 
from the bottom of my heart, when people tell you, like, the people that you value their opinion and you value your friendship with them regardless of what you do creatively, yeah. when they tell you that they appreciate what you've done, like, that's really, really nice to hear. No, it's humbling, bro. It's like, and you almost don't want to believe it. You know, well, like, you definitely don't want to try and, like, yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? Because there's always some level of pride you have that you're able to do something. Like, I'm very proud of the fact that I was able to make something I really like. Yeah. But it's very different to me to be able to hear someone else go, you know. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, and as artists, it's like we're our own biggest critique. We're constantly, like, picking apart ourselves ourselves, like a science science project. project. It's It's just just not... It's, it's not, not possible, possible to be like. I mean, I mean and not, not. I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying all the time, but a good, good chunk of the time, you, you go up on stage and you eat a big bag of dairy, and then you come off there and you're like, "Wow, my voice sucked on this song. I didn't play the right note here on that you're song." You're always gonna. You're always gonna look at the stuff that you needed to improve. Yeah. There's, There's a dill hole in the audience chatting up six girls that he doesn't have a chance with, and he's so loud. It's like you just can't concentrate. It's like wow. I'm really throwing away the towel here. You always get off, and you're like, all right, so for next time, what we not going right. to do? <laughs> right. Exactly. There was a show, uh, I did a show, and there was only one time where I walked off stage, and I was like, you know, I really feel like I've done something with my life. Really? <laughs> I really am, like... And, and you know what? what? It was a show where I was not supposed to perform. Like, they didn't, they didn't have any room for another artist. And There's uh, something there's something really important about just freewheeling it sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, please. You just, your adrenaline skyrockets. It's, it's like, yeah! Here's the finish line. But no, let me tell the story. So, uh, probably... See, I was, hanging, I was talking to the one girl. What the heck was her name? No. no uh, oh! It, it was, was right before, before my mother's <coughs> wedding. So th- this was probably six years ago. Um, I'm hanging out at this uh, festival, this little festival. I can't even remember where we were. Somewhere in New Hampshire. <laughs> and I go there to hang out with her and to kind of meet her friends or whatever and see all these other acts that I, I know and I, I know them all. You know, like Josh Josh Hall and his brother Jake were performing. I don't know if you know them or whatever. Um, mm, not too well. So they they were performing. Uh, who else was performing? I almost feel like Disquiet performed, but I can't remember the back that far. Um, but, but anyway, so, so it's just a handful of people, and everyone was rolling. We were having a good time, and my friend, uh, my friend Brandon, comes up to me. He was performing with uh, Anna Olson, so him and Anna were performing together. They were a duo, mm-hmm. and they just blow everybody away every single time. They just, they, and the combination of his playing and her fantastic singing voice was just like a bomb going off. You know, you know, for, for people, people who eat that, that stuff, stuff up, like acoustic acts, acts it, it was, was like a bomb going off. It was great. Yeah. And so we, we got really close because we had played a handful of shows together. We had practiced, you know, hung out, done whatever. 
And so, so he comes, comes up to me during the show, show like, he's, he's like, do you want to come and play? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, the, why, why don't you come play a song? You need to play a song. And I'm like, dude, Brandon, I can't do this. What are you talking about? They don't want me on stage. They're not even signed up or anything like that. And he's like, you're getting up and you're playing a song. No matter what. And so I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. And he got a lot of flack for that. Like, like he, he got, got he? really, really scrutinized for me going up there and playing. <clears throat> and I felt so bad, and, and he's just like, kill him. Go up there and just kill it. And so I said, okay. So he stopped his set early for me to go play one song. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, what am I going to play? And I had played The Sound of Silence on that night. In 2013-14. And the audience just went bananas. <laughs> Absolutely bananas. I walked off that stage. And there was not a hair of a doubt that I did well that night. Even, even if there was like a shred of uh, inconsistency in my mind. It definitely did not outweigh how awesome of a feeling it is to just kill. It's like, yeah. holy cow. Everyone was feeling the same thing. Yeah. And you know what's cool about stuff like that is, like, you go out to dinner after and you feel like a rock star. You just do. You're like, you know, I just played one of the greatest shows of my life and now I'm hanging out with all my friends, even if it's Applebee's and we're all just sharing two and a half dollar appetizers. We're just, it's just the best feeling in the world. I couldn't imagine being rich. You just can't imagine it. It's just like, I, w I would rather be here hanging out with these people than any other place in the world at in the moment. It was perfect. I think it's because people can, at that point, they can relate to why you're doing it. <clears throat> like 90% of the time for me, I don't think people quite understand why I would, why I like music so much and why I take the time to do it. But if you can play something for somebody that you've made or you haven't made and you just really want to share something that you really like with them and they understand it, then you, I think you can feel a sort of acceptance in a different way that, uh, I don't know, <clears throat> yeah. hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you find it, bro. Like, when I... I get inspired by getting you on stage and watching you perform. Like, when we did that benefit for, for Ben, you know, it was like... There was just an energy in the room that everyone was feeling. Like, everyone knew why they were there. And it was just a bunch of us friends having a good time for a good cause. And I got up in the balcony, which nobody's allowed to go up there. <laughs> and, and I just saw you like just talking to the audience and explaining what the song meant and I'm just like you know Abram sounds kind of dorky right now but I, <laughs> I knew I sounded dorky but I know the song is going to just be mesmerizing and that room is perfect for acoustics and it was just like I, I was blown away bro you know you just you did such a great job and everyone everyone did a great job that night we all pulled it together we you know and you know all the it was a wild show to get ready for I got there early and saw the whole thing from start to finish and I was like holy crud yeah <laughs> the fact that everyone was able to play oh my word and you had all the heavy hitters there like Disquiet was there Transit Neil oh my word 
He's yeah, a killer on stage. He is a killer on stage. Yeah. Oh my word, the guy yeah, just great. spews out brilliance. He's just amazing. <clears throat> like the combination of his voice with what he plays, and and I know that he's writing his own music now, which is awesome. Um, yeah. It was just it was a fantastic show. It really, really was. We had a good time, and you know, amazingly, Ben made it out, and he's. Oh, he's good. He's great. We, he's married now, bro. What do you think he's about He's married now, man. Why is everyone getting married? Why? It's, it's a pandemic. Well, be critical of it. But... It's, it's a pandemic. Where are you going to go for your honeymoon? Well, they're, they're in the bathroom? They're... <laughs> <laughs> hey, check out the closet. I just put it in. Okay, whatever. There have been a lot of uh, weddings during this, but yeah. Yeah. Hey, no, to, to each their own. own. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm hoping um, I'm hoping whenever the next performance is that everybody does it I do it with uh, Sam Thompson yeah I'm hoping so too I'm hoping so too under our, our, new little, <clears throat> our new little group here are you in talks about releasing some music with him we've got the band I mean it's we're called yours truly oh excellent I didn't know about this I knew and, you guys uh, were. I knew you guys were playing, but I didn't know you had settled on a project thing. Yeah, yeah. So we were working on. I mean, it's slow going because of the pandemic and um, just a bunch of you know personal issues between the two of us. Not like us being angry or anything at each other. I'm just saying, like in our own lives. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> we have been working on. I don't know how long it is, but or how long it's been, but we've been working on music for a while, and only recently was I over there one time, and uh, this kid basically taught himself piano in his garage. I mean, pretty unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he started playing some melodies that he had worked on, and I had had lyrics that I had written that I didn't have any guitar melody for yet. And they worked perfectly. <clears throat> so, for at least a couple of songs, we were like, okay, that's pretty much it. Like, we just need to flesh it out a little bit, and we're done with those two. And we've got pretty much three-ish songs that we're working on that are pretty close to, like, like full songs now. And uh, yeah. we're really enjoying it. Good. Now, what's the what is the vibe of the music? Is it... Like, what genre would you put yourself in right now if you had to? It's hard to say. Um... Slayer! <laughs> Dolph Slayer. <laughs> Even piano and vocals. And <laughs> um... That's Slayer. That's my favorite band. I have a list of complaints of why people don't like Slayer. <laughs> They're all incorrect. They're mean to me. People not listening to Slayer is mean to me. I take it personally. No. I, um... So, the the music itself so far has been written on piano and vocals. That's it. Um, Gotcha. But, we both really love uh, electronic music a lot. Hmm. And so we've always been interested in perhaps trying to make something like that. But we don't know logistically quite yet how it's going to sound completely. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I think for anybody who likes the music that I've been making now, don't be too to, depressed for much longer. You're going to. <laughs> Dude, I have had people tell me so many things about this music, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. They're like, it sounds great, but also, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you want me to say to that? I don't know. I'm okay, everyone. He's fine. Stop asking. <laughs> no, keep asking. I like being asked. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the specialist of occasions. Um, yeah, I think whoever enjoys listening to the music that I make will kind of enjoy it even more because it's going to be not just my influence, but also a completely new mind's influence on the same sort of ideas. And it should change it pretty drastically. Sweet. This is exciting, bro. You're starting a new chapter. It's like... <clears throat> you know, I'm not gonna lie to you. When... When Just Another Day ended... I didn't know what I was gonna do. I had mm -hmm. no... I had no idea of what path I wanted to do. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And it's like, I... I don't know what's gonna happen in the future. You know, I, I don't know where I'm going to go as a musician, if anywhere. But, you know, it's like, time will definitely tell where things go, how it operates, you know, because I still, you know, despite everything kind of falling apart, I still want to do music. I still, of course you do. You know, I still want some part of me to have a connection to that world. You know, I, I don't, <clears throat> I really don't know what that connection is yet, but, I mean, you just, uh, you kind of have to really not pull your punches and just let things kind of come as they are. I don't think he should stop it anyway. I don't think he will, personally. I think music's a part of you and creating it is as well. But, uh... I hope so, bro. I mean, I... It's just like, it, this whole year has royally sucked. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just a constant, like, spree of depression and anxiety and ridiculous behavior and, you know, ill-timed events. It's just all horrible right now. I mean, mm -hmm. there's nothing that I can really go into detail on because it's not my place to say, but... You know, I'm just... It's safe to say that pretty much everybody's just had a really bad year. It's just horrible. You were no exception to it. No, it's just horrible. It's just been horrible. But, you know, I'm... Despite all that, I want to really, uh, really advise people to uh, stay close to their true friends. Stay close to their families. Uh, keep on supporting... Um, everyone out there who's trying to make a better life for themselves even under the circumstances this whole pandemic has got everybody going crazy guys and you know unfortunately there's a lot of that going around but the last thing you want to do is abandon yourself and abandon your self-worth so <clears throat> um 
I think the biggest message of this show is to just keep just keep the positivity going and uh, keep the content going, man. I mean, uh, I think I've said it before, but the podcast is now on video and uh, it's on YouTube. And I think I've frozen. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, you've been, you're all good on my end. <laughs> um, little glitch there, but uh, yeah, go follow uh, go follow Abram Jones's music, everybody. Go follow um, what is what is your tag again? If you had to, you're on Spotify, obviously Apple, you know, uh, Momo. Yeah, it's my name. It's my name for streaming services. If you're looking for social media stuff. It's just Abram Jones music. That's just the only one that's really for that sort of thing. Um, I'm thinking of doing some more content on just my YouTube channel at Abram Jones. More than just the Music Mondays podcast. I have a couple ideas lined up that I'm thinking of perhaps doing. Sweet! Um, I might have a video editor lined up as well to do some other kind of content that I'm interested in doing too. Um... But really, honestly, can I shout some things out here? No, of course you can. My video is kind of going crazy right now. Okay. It, it'll be brief, but most importantly, I'm not going to say their whole names here. A, the initials A-O and the initials O-M. I think you guys know who you are. I think you have got some serious talent that you should be working on in making music. And I know you've talked to me briefly about doing it, but I want to hear it. So if you're listening to this, please know that I hope you keep going. And I want to hear anything you work on. Anyway. O.M. Don't start asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in to the Why Are You Laughing podcast. We are coming up on season four. It is approaching... Season four approaching. Do you believe that? A few more episodes of season three, though. We still got a few more hot tickets coming up for you, people. Um, this show will be put on YouTube very soon. Uh, the audio will probably be out tonight. So check it out. Check out Abram Jones Music. Check out uh, my page, The Clappinator, on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Momoville, whatever cheese wagon trick-or-treat thing is going on with my video right now. I'm so upset. Um, I apologize. But, yes, we are still here. I don't know if you can see my little mouse. Ooh, look, it's buffering. <laughs> um, not responding. But, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been a Why Are You Laughing podcast, and we are clear.